Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, January 4th, 2021, and this is day 1043 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you. Thank you so much for hearing our our prayers, for answering our prayers, for being our hedge of protection all day and all night. Thank you, Lord, for giving us your breath of life so that we can go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us for today. I ask, Father, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to MI15. Today's message is, what's your prayer request? What's your prayer request? So I know that, you know, there's many prayers that we uh, go to God with. And uh, are they more for ourselves? Are they to help others? Are they to make us more more powerful? What kind of prayers are we praying? What are we asking God for? We're going to be... reading out of uh, Nehemiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. Uh, Nehemiah gives us such a great example uh, of how to um, work out a project or a situation uh, and how to go to God every step of the way. (laughs) I love that about uh, Nehemiah. So let's go ahead and get started with Nehemiah chapter 1, starting at verse 1 through verse 11. And it says, In the month of Kislev, in the 20th year, while I was in the citadel of Susa, Hananiah, one of my brothers, came from Judah with some other men, and I questioned them. So this is Nehemiah speaking, and he says, I questioned them about the Jewish remnant that had survived exile, the exile, and also about Jerusalem. They said to me, those who survived the exile and are back in the province are in great trouble and disgrace. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down and its gates have been burned with fire. So understanding the significance of this, that the gates uh, have been uh, just torn down, um, broken down, And understanding that the gates uh, really were important and how they symbolized uh, protection. Um, It symbolized, um, you know, the uh, honor of their community, who these, who the people were. Uh, And it was just really important uh, that their uh, walls that protected them uh, from their enemy. Uh, One of the things in my commentary, I'll I'll share that with you uh, on the King James Version. It says um, he, uh, that Nehemiah had found uh, a disorganized group of people and a defenseless city with no walls to protect it before the exile. 
and Israel had its own language, king, army, and identity. At this time, it had none of these. What the Jews lacked most was leadership. There was no one to show them where to start and what direction to take as they tried to rebuild their city. And how important it was to have those walls there uh, that were essential. So the walls mean little, you know, in most present day times. Uh, But in Nehemiah's day, they were as essential as we would consider electrical power or a police force. They offered safety from raids and symbolized strength and peace. So that was the importance of having the walls and what had happened since the people have been taken away uh, from their own people and from their own country and how they had to learn a different language. There was so much that had happened um, to the Jews at this time. So verse four says, when Nehemiah is still talking, he says, when I heard this, when I heard these things, I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, Lord, the God of heaven, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of love. So the covenant of love was uh, to the descendants of Abraham. Okay, and that was the covenant he had made with Abraham and all of his descendants. So he said, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and keep his commandments. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer your servant is praying before you day and night for your servants, the people of Israel. I confess the sins we Israelites, including myself and my father's family, have committed against you. We have acted very wickedly toward you. We have not obeyed the commands, decrees, and laws you gave your servant Moses. Remember the instruction you gave your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands, then even if you're exiled, people are at the farthest horizon. I will gather them from there and bring them to the place I have chosen as a dwelling for my name. They are your servants and your people whom you redeemed by your great strength and your mighty hand. Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of this, your servant, and to the prayer of your servants who delight in revering your name. Give your servant success today by granting him favor in the presence of this man. Wow. He prayed a magnificent prayer, and there's so much uh, here that we're going to break it down and how we too should go to God. So being exiled uh, is the state of being barred from one's native country, typically for political or punitive reasons. And that is what was happening to the Jews. They had exiled them, taken them away from their own country and was using them. And and in the meantime, uh, things are going awry, uh, are awry. The uh, walls have crumbled and, and it's just 
very, very bad. And so uh, Nehemiah wept, he prayed, he fasted, he cried out to the Lord. And there are many other things he did here in this prayer request. So let's break it down a little bit. Point number one, how often do you pour out your heart to God? How often do you give him a specific request to answer and then proceed to accomplish the task successfully? Nehemiah teaches us so much. He truly loved the Lord and showed it by his concerns for others, crying out to God about the situation and then leaving a comfortable uh he, then he left a comfortable, wealthy position to go to the home of his ancestors to encourage and help the people rebuild Jerusalem's wall. What walls do you need to rebuild? It could be the wall of division. Someone may have hurt you. Now a wall of the enemy is up to keep you from reconciling. It's time to repair the wall, creating a wall of love and peace between you and whoever else is trying to come in and tear down uh, your walls. Point number two, prayer is vital to repairing the walls in your life. Nehemiah exemplifies this so beautifully. First, he stated his prayer with praise to God. So he went to God, honoring him and exalting him, reverencing him. We must do that and uh, when Jesus uh, teaches us how to pray, you know, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. But how we honor God first, hallowed be thy name. Second, he showed thanksgiving. Philippians chapter four, verse six says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. So he showed thanksgiving while praying and presenting his request to God. Third, be repented. He repented not only for the Israelites in general, but for himself specifically. So he prayed for his people, but he said, even me, I repent for anything I, for the things I've done wrong. We must humble ourselves. This is what Nehemiah shows us. In his prayer request, he showed great humility. Um, Number four, he prayed for a specific request. So he was very specific about what he was asking for. And you noticed it was not about him. And then fifth, he was committed to carrying out God's uh, answer to his prayer request. Nehemiah was not afraid to ask God for success in his venture. The success he prayed for was not for selfish reasons or personal advantage or position or power or great acclaim. He requested success for God's work. We too should do the same. When we go to God, we reverence God and we we go to him with thanksgiving and then we ask a uh, we we humble ourselves, make sure, making sure of that that we're humbled, uh, and uh, and then we are specific 
and what we are asking God for. And then we commit ourselves to carrying it out, whatever that is. And we're not afraid or ashamed to ask for success, for uh, the mission that we know we cannot do without God. You know, here uh, over the last few years, uh, I would say over the last five years, uh, God had put this uh, situation on my heart, uh, kind of like Nehemiah. And uh, it's in the schools where I've been for the last uh, almost six years working with students. And the things that I saw just broke my heart. There were things of joy, but the majority just hurt so badly because I saw something that I'd never seen before. And that was um, a student's children, youth, uh, being uh, unwanted, not being included. And I'm not talking about just in school. I'm talking about in their own families, the things that they were going through, the traumas that they were dealing with. And it lets me know that it's also not not only the children, but I often thought, what's going on in that home uh, and how are the parents doing? So the Lord put on my heart uh, about doing a uh, creating a safe place for youth uh, who've been neglected and unwanted, uh, a place for youth who've been in human trafficking or sex trafficked. Uh, so many of them have, and and not in the ways that we think. Many of them have been sex trafficked within their own families. Uh, I would say um, out of every young person that I talked to, I bet three out of five were molested uh, by someone in their own family. And so it just, uh, my heart would just be so heavy And I would pray about it and ask God uh, to show me what he would have me to do. You know, I don't know a lot, uh, but what I do know is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We can do. You too (laughs) can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And I begin to pray about it and still off and on a lot even now because I don't get to see a lot of the students now because of the plague. And I wonder what's going on inside those homes with a lot of hurt and pain going on because of, you know, lost income and uh, jobs. All those things are happening. And those children that were already struggling are having even more challenges. So God has given me a mission and I am going to stay committed (laughs) until I take my last breath here on this earth to build the structure. And the way God has done it is he is uh, putting me in a class uh, on being a developer and the way he um, that took place was amazing. (laughs) And I've shared this many times with you, but just how he put me in uh, a situation with someone, uh, a, a real estate broker and a friend of mine. And uh, looking, I'm looking for a place for someone that was needing a place to stay. Myself and uh, a couple of other of my dear close friends who were with me when, when we went to meet at this house 
that we were uh, hoping could be used for this dear sweet woman to move into. And once we got there, it was it was no hope for it at that moment. It really needed to be demolished, but it was a divine appointment of God. And we talked on that porch of that uh, house that was ruined. Uh, and on that front porch, that real estate broker, Cheryl, shared so much with the three of us and how we, you know, about a program of, and, and being in a, a developer and how we should be a part of it. And I did the work to become a part of it. And you had to be accepted. And the favor of God opened the door. I've been accepted. I'll be starting my class uh, the 11th or the you know, the 18th of this month, every Monday evening for two hours on, on Zoom, taking my develop, real estate uh, developers class and learning how to develop the building that God has given me to uh, construct for the youth and families uh, and offering services. And you know what? Don't even I don't even think about the money. I do know realistically <laughs> that it's going to cost some millions of dollars. But if God said to do it, if he's given me the vision and then he's given me um, the skills that are going to be needed to accomplish it, he will provide everything. I, I know this for a fact. And I want to ask you, what has God given you to do? What have you seen that has just hurt your heart that you just cry out to God, use me, Lord, to make a change. Use me, Father, to help these people. What is it? Begin to persevere even more so. Be more committed and more steadfast to doing what God has called you to do. Take it to God in prayer and wait on the answer. And begin to do whatever it is he's called you to do. Don't look at how big it is. Just begin to do it. And Nehemiah was extremely successful in rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And he went with a mission and he carried it out uh, to the very end. And he faced very many obstacles, opposition. We too will face lots of opposition, but we must stay focused and continue to do God's will. He will lead and guide us. Now, give it to God. Now, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Uh, this is your day. This is your day to carry out that mission that God has given you. Oh, I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B like boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries.org. Org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love. Learn more about God's unconditional love called agape. 
All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.